Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop Baseball, episode five. Thank goodness it's not just me this week. Last week was uh, was painful to do. I said I was never going to do a solo podcast again, but I thought it was uh, it was an important one. Jackson had a really cool experience, so I thought it was doing it. But glad to be joined by well, you're you the joint not only the most appeared person on a Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling podcast. You're now the joint highest appearance on a Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling podcast as well. How's it going, Micah? Well, not for nothing. I'm also the most appeared uh, person on a uh, joint appeared person on uh, Beaumont Reads Wikipedia, and also uh, the Theory of Humor. Most appeared person on Devoid Entertainment and Kayfabe. I mean, like I'm, I get around. I'm also currently going 60 miles an hour. Uh, so if you can't hear me too well, I'm in my car. Don't do this at home. Uh, mostly because if you're driving your home, you should worry about other things besides podcasting. I, I, I want to say for the record, I did offer. I said, we can we can do this in a little bit. And you were like, no, I'm only driving. So I was like, hey, that's... that's... It's mostly highway. Uh, well, that's uh, that's good. It is kind of rush hour-ish. I don't know how... What it's like. If, if this was in uh, Northern Virginia right now, I would be saying driving's crazy. This is Massachusetts. We don't know how to drive. So it doesn't matter whatever the time is. Now, I haven't been able to do this for the last few episodes, mainly because Matt's, Matt kind of stepped in. I know he's not really a baseball pe- uh, person. Uh, my son stepped in for an episode as well, but he I'm going to say he doesn't really follow baseball that closely either. Uh, last week I was by myself. But the theory was I was going to start off each episode by asking the person, um, how did you get into baseball? Like, did you play Little League? Uh, what's your first game you went to? Uh, favorite team? Favorite player? Give us a little bit of baseball history, Micah. Um, play Little League, first baseball game, May 22nd, 2005, uh, it's my mom's birthday, uh, Red Sox versus the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. That's my that, two favorite teams right there. That's my AL team and my NL team right there. Second, second baseball game happened in the summer of 2006, and it was Pedro Martinez's return to Fenway Park. Red nice. Sox versus the Mets. Who, of course, Pedro went to play for. Oh, oh, so it was when he was with the Mets. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was after. It was when he signed. It, yeah, it was two years. It was two years after he signed for the Mets. I guess one and a half. But yeah, two a season and a bit after he signed for the Mets. I was thinking initially when you said he was returning to fan. I thought you meant like after injury. Like I've listened to his uh, autobiography and I, I I knew he played for the Mets, but I wasn't putting two and two together for some reason. I was thinking that was much later. I was thinking that was more like oh seven oh eight. I didn't realize it was quite as early as that. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also been to a base. I've also been to. It's a terrible game. Not really. It was very exciting, but I went to. Game three of the 2010 ALDS, uh, Red Sox versus Angels, where the Red Sox lost in crushing, in a crushing way. 
Yeah, I don't have good experiences with... Um, I don't think I've talked about playoff baseball. I think I might have mentioned the fact that I went to see the Braves twice in Atlanta, uh, 2001, and um, I was really optimistic. This is when Glavin's playing. This is when Maddox was playing still for the Braves. I'm like, this is going to be... And no, they didn't. They got beat in both games. When you look back, the the, the uh, Diamondbacks did have people like Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. It wasn't like they had... Um, it wasn't like they were weak on pitching either, but I, I honestly thought they would do better. Um, I talked to Mason uh, recently because we went to an Orioles playoff game. That was 2016, and not surprisingly, they didn't win that one either. And the one I went to with the Nationals, I actually left early. It was against the Cardinals. I don't remember the year. They were up about 5-2, to two, I think it was, something like that. And it was like seventh inning, something close to that. And I've been up really early, and I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm done. Like, if they lose from this position, I don't want to see it anyway. And then I kept getting messages on my phone, like, have you seen the score? Have you seen the score? And I watched the highlights later, and I still couldn't believe they lost from the position they were in. So I have a feeling every division game I've been to has been a loss, as far as I can think of. I, I think of those four straight away off the top of my head. If I've been to any others, I'm not sure. So, yeah, it's playoff baseball sucks when they lose. <laughs> Particularly when it's, um, I'm going to say, in each of those games, that was the home team as well. Like, there's everyone's there rooting for you. And then when you can't do it at home, it's, yeah, it's, it sucks. So what position did you play in Little League then? Shortstop and second base. Okay. And what were you like as a batter? Uh, I'm a righty. Okay. So a lot of flies to left field. Okay. All right. Be a contact hitter though, right? I was a kid who I I uh, a little bit kayfabe put away because this is baseball. So uh, I'm not actually six three. I'm pretty short. I got walked a lot. I had a great on base percentage. Holy! I got walked a lot. So I was a, I was a base stealer. There you go. Hey, everyone plays their role. That's what I love about baseball. That there's all different types of people that can play that game. Uh, you don't have to be you don't have to be tall. You can be tall. Um, you can get Aaron Judge who's six foot seven and can play center field. Um, yeah, there's a whole range of different ways you can play. Uh, the contact hitters, the people, quick people who can get on base. So uh, yeah, no, it works pretty good. Like Moneyball, Billy Bean would have loved me. I get on base. <laughs> That's it. No, I would say on the on Jackson's podcast that we talk about, we talk a lot about Corey Miley. Uh, he was a top 10 in the nation in college last year for being on base. And obviously that's huge. If you can get somebody who's on base and you get somebody behind him who can hit, that makes all the difference. It doesn't matter how you get on base in the end. So, yeah, there's multiple different ways to yeah, play. Like, I think it was 2016, 2017. The Yankees had in order Aaron Judge, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Gary Sanchez, and just uh-huh. like three actual people who who are like batting third or cleanup in any other role, and it's just like they're all back to back. It's like they're all three, four, five. Unfair. It's like back in the day when it was Manny Ramirez and uh, and David Ortiz batting third and cleanup, switching off. Yep. Oh, I used to love those days. Yeah, you had to. Okay, pick- so- you had to Kevin, pitch to him because you knew Pappy was coming up next. Yep. The days of Kevin Euclid, Pedroia, Ortiz, Ortiz, Manny, Kevin U- uh not Kevin Euclid, Mike Lowell. Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we have a few English listeners as well who are not really 
don't really know baseball history too much. So uh, Kevin Euclid was known as the Greek god of walks. So, uh, yeah, he was the on-base person as well. He used to manage to get on base, and then I don't think he was a big steal or a bases, but he didn't need to be because he had the power hitting behind him. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Mike... Uh, Kevin Euclid's... Go ahead. Kevin Euclid is also married to Tom Brady's sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that one. I have not heard that fact at all anywhere. I don't know really what happened to Uke. Like, I don't think, I don't think, did he just retire? Like, I don't think he went to any other, like, you talk about Pedro going to the Mets and things like that. I don't remember Uke was playing for any other team. He went to the White Sox. He got traded to the White Sox. Oh, he did? Uh, I have a gap in my knowledge as well. Like, when I went back to England, like, it wasn't as easy to keep, I, no, I'm not sure that that's when he got traded, but... I do have gaps with uh, certain players where they were playing for the Red Sox and then suddenly they weren't playing for the Red Sox. So, yeah, I certainly got mine. So, favorite players then? David Ortiz. Um, yeah. they, uh, if you're from Boston it's and you grew up when I grew up, the three easy, the two easy ones are Jason Veritek and David Ortiz. But I have a soft spot for, uh, for Koji Uehara. Yeah. And and Hideki Okajima. Uh-huh. Great Japanese players. But right now, if I have to say favorite current player, two years ago it was Mike Trout. Right now it's uh it's the Angels guy. Otani. Otani. Uh maybe one of the best players I thought Brock Holt was a utility player. This guy makes Brock Holt look like nothing. This guy makes Brock Holt look like Miguel Cabrera now. Mm-hmm. I might be talking about um, both of those two people that you mentioned a little bit later. Actually, I can I can link I can link back into that. I actually saw weirdly on my Facebook feed today on this day five years ago, uh, we were at the thrift store and they had some baseballs and they had some autographs on and Mason picked them out and he's like, "Are these real or whatever?" I looked at one and I was like, "Oh my god, this is Jason Veritek." So I picked out. So I got that one. He let me have that one. Um, he picked out one from. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember the player's name. It was some pitcher, and I was like, oh no, I recognize his number. I was like, that's definitely that. So yeah, he got a legit pitcher as well. But yeah, I managed to get Veritek's um, autograph on a baseball. I don't know why somebody would want to get rid of a Veritek baseball. Probably not as popular in D.C. area, but for me, straight away, I was like, yeah, give me that. Can I give some honorable mentions? Because I... Cause sure. Tim Wakefield. Knuckle oh yeah. Knuckleball knuckle pitcher with his, with his catcher protege, Doug Mirabelli. Yeah. Um, how could you hate Kevin Millar and Cowboy Up? Like, that's like almost wrestling-esque. It's like the Cowboy Up of the O3 songs. Um, I, like, ugh, I can't think of his name right now, but he got injured. But he was the closer uh, before, in the 12, in the 2012 season before Koji. He used to pitch for the A's, like Kevin Falk. Oh, um, I'm blanking. I have no and idea. He like parent, and he was a parent, he was like going to be like the heir apparent to Papelbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, um, I also, uh, I hope my mom isn't listening to this. But I do have a soft spot for Aaron Judge just because how can you not? He seems like a really nice guy, even though he plays for blood money. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Everything I've seen about him and the fact that he, and I don't think it was a greedy move, but the fact that he was like, okay, the Yankees think I'm worth this much. I'm going to bet on myself. And um, no, I'm not going to accept that offer and I'll take free agency. And they offered him a lot of money. And he still was like, no, I think I'm better than that. I'm going to show you. And he's crushing everyone in home rooms this season. So Yeah, the fact that he's like, in the, the fact that he keeps in his locker 167, which was his batting average during his like, like stint rookie season. Mm-hmm. Super huge, super humble. Like that's like, he's like, I can get like sent like I could this could be gone in like a month like I have no idea yeah super uh uh last one I'll throw a shot in the dark because I don't like Kurt Schilling anymore because he's a terrible <laughs> uh, as a person as a person I would um, I'd have to agree with you he's a shit person yeah I excuse my French if you gotta bleep it I don't really care if that's a hot take or not I don't. I don't think it is. He's like, in like January six levels of like conservative conspiracy shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I don't want. He's. This is a controversial pick, but Roger Clemens is top five player of all time. Oof. Ridiculous. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I get it. I get it. You you cheated. Take out. Anything, take just do the stuff that he sucks. That's a Hall of Famer, you know. I have no problems with him being in the Hall of Fame. I have no problems with Barry Bonds being in the Hall of Fame. I have no problems with Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. But none of them are going in though until Shoeless Joe Jackson goes in. Until Shoeless Joe Jackson goes in, I don't want any of those people in. That that's my take. Brought back a huge memory. Um, I think that. Well, I, so I know that this is like half true and half untrue. And uh, this is for any English speaker. This is not this is what it was called. I'm not calling it this. Are is there a separate league baseball hall of fame? Um, there's one in Kansas City, but um, but there's the, not. But is Satchel Page in the baseball fame? He's in both. And Josh Gibbs. Josh some Josh Gibbs. Josh Gibson. Yeah, Josh Gibson, that's right. Catch it. They're in they're in both. Like five who hit like hundred and seventy home runs in a season, according to legend. Um, he hit more home runs than Babe Ruth did, that's for sure. Absolutely. So no, they they totally deserve to be in. No, it was uh, Ted Williams who, on his um, induction into the Hall of Fame, said basically that this this doesn't mean anything until people like Satchel Paige get um, uh, voted into the Hall of Fame as well. And then, like five years later, I think it was Satchel Paige got finally got voted in. So Satchel Paige is definitely in the regular Hall of Fame, but there is a separate Negro League Hall of Fame as well because there was also many players that just don't get recognized in the in the main hall. And uh, there's a lot of like those. We remember, yeah, like we know these names, and they're like fringe names, basically. It's not even like indie wrestlers in baseball. It's just like a like a failed promotion. It's like if WCW never existed, and it was like basically, it's like within the past ten years, has been like recognized as like of the same level. It's like it's. Comp- and like there's like you're like you said, 
there's hundreds of people we have no idea of because the games were never the games were barely put in they were only put in newspapers where the cities were played. They weren't put in national newspapers. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh a lot of yeah, these names came to prominence with the uh, Ken Burns documentary Baseball and uh, Buck O'Neill. People love, people just warmed to Buck O'Neill straight away. And him telling those stories of how great Satchel was and people like Josh Gibson and people like Cool Papa Bell and the stories that go with them. And I think that was one of the things that also really kind of helped the kind of that next push to get a few more names recognized but yeah there's still lots of other ones um i'm thinking bullet rogue bullet jo- i want to say bullet joe rogan but i can't think that's that can't be right because i think there's another joe it's obviously not that but i know there's a name similar to that but yeah there's lots of different names uh, double duty as well uh, double duty radcliffe um there, there's a whole host of names from that um, and leagues also, uh the the women's the women's league during world war ii when uh players were drafted overseas yeah. yeah those the i think those some of those women of a marginalized class like they deserve recognition even if it's like uh even like you know how the wwe hall of fame has like a pioneer section like the celebrities like it's got, no not not the celebrities it has like uh oh maybe it's, it's the ufc has a they have a pine they have different like pioneers so like dan severin and uh and like randy couture are are in that and like the in the modern it's and george st pierre they're in like the modern wing and then they have a different section of their hall of fame for for fights like john jones versus alexander griffiths in one in the hall of fame i think that maybe more hall of fame should do that including baseball because like think about how many great games there are that are like hall of fame another Red Sox game but I mean it's one of the best games of all time game four of the 2004 ALCS yeah it's one of the best games of all time of the the next game game five is arguably a better game Mm -hmm. I think that's why you have the Hall of Fame though I think that's why you have the physical building, so you can put things like that. And I'm still surprised that WWE hasn't done that. I would have thought that somewhere they would have had a building. Um, it seems like an obvious way to promote your business as well, but I'm guessing it probably won't. At some point, I'm sure it's going to get sold on, so I'm sure now it probably won't happen. But I would have thought that they probably... they probably. Good! Bad! I'm the, you can now say that I'm the fastest guest that you've ever had on a show. Because I was going yeah. 75. I uh, Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, last but it, I, I kind of messed up on the clip. I was trying to edit around a little bit. Anyway, I, I closed out the clip, so it might not edit together seamlessly. Um, yeah, I didn't bother sending you the notes. I kind of <laughs> figured that you you had been on more than anybody else. I was like, oh, you probably kind of realized that. I kind of realized for a second that you didn't realize because you. I think after I stopped recording, you kind of asked me like, hey, is the conversation okay? So I was like, oh, does he just think it's like a general chat about baseball for a little bit? Which it could be, and I, I'm quite happy to have those conversations particularly listen, when it's uh, red sox listen, i i tell tell i'm telling you graham you said like oh do you know baseball and i'm like i know a lot about baseball but not about like current baseball i just you know, know i don't <laughs> you know on regular good cop bad cop i don't care what the era is at all if i yes, can do something that's further away from t- the current date the better as far as I'm i had concerned. a i have two bad cop moments in my good cop and one of my bad cop moments is uh 
is the thing that we just talked about, and uh-huh. the other one is from 2018. Perfect. Oh, that that that'll work a treat. Um, I tend to do um current stuff because just because while I'm looking for stuff uh, to talk with Jackson about, I'll go, oh, that will be probably not appropriate for him necessarily, or that might not be interesting to talk with him, but it's definitely something I want to talk about. So I kind of have different word documents open now where it's like, yeah, yeah I want to talk. So, so I, with Jackson or maybe with Mason, it would be more appropriate. Like, would you have the conversation of like? The, of the of the Royals players and going not going to Toronto because maybe Jackson is too young to understand. But like, would oh, you have it? W- that was I don't know anything about that at all. When I was no, talking the, about the, Toronto, oh, when I was joking earlier about Toronto, I had nothing in mind at all except I knew the manager had been sacked today. But I just mentioned Toronto at random. Oh, I yeah, heard that I story. Had, I had seen. Yeah, it, it broke that ten players, including Andrew Benintendi, couldn't go because they're unvaccinated. Oh, I, well, we've talked about that as because um, some of the Orioles players couldn't go, and they brought oh. some talent from Norfolk. Because it, there's some, it's not the injured reserve, but there's like um, a list that you can go on for you're not vaccinated, so you kind of away from the roster, and then they can bring up other people to fill your places. I, I call so, it Triple A yes, Plus. We did have that chat, yes. With Mason or uh, with Jackson. Oh, interesting. What is Jackson's take on it? Uh, link to to below, but I didn't. I have not had the privilege to listen to a six year old talk about baseball. Six and a half year old. Sorry, he's eight and a half. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's when I met you. He'll be six and a half when he's like twenty four. <laughs> if I'm ta- still talking to you by then. Well, on his um, it started off as a college. It started off as sports, but it's really baseball right now while we're in baseball season. So we we followed Coppin State Baseball. Um, they made the uh, NCAA tournament for the first time this year, so it's kind of a good team to follow. We happened to go to an Orioles game the following week, and Jackson's just... That, that's his team right now. So it was like, all right, we'll talk about the Orioles each week as well. And I was like, well, I'll throw in a bit of Red Sox talk each week. So one of the segments we have is we always do updates on Coppin State, even though they're not playing right now, but things keep coming up. Their players are in the collegiate summer league, so we talk about that. Uh, things that come up for the Orioles, things that come up for... So no, it made sense to talk about the fact that, hey, one of your top players is not playing this week because they're in Canada. Good. I, I stopped talking. Good. I saw. I know it's really funny that you can do this with two people, though. Um, if need be, I regularly watch the uh the fine like the actual tournament play of the Little League World Series. So if Jackson wants to talk about that, I'd be willing to go on uh your son's show. That must be coming up soon, right? Usually end of August. Oh yeah, August. I'm trying to think. I, we we I talk. I we actually went to it one year. Um, I think it was opening day because we saw the opening day ceremony um, with Mason. Um, and um, yeah, no, it was partly intentional. We did. I wanted to go and see some college World Series. Uh, sorry, I wanted to see some Little League World Series. And um, yeah, he was actually on the television. And we were co- and then for some reason, just as they were about to film him, they went to um, somebody hit a home run. And um, then I think they might have even been back-to-back home runs. And they had to show all the replays and everything. Anyway, the cameraman was like, hey, look, we'll, we'll film you like in 20 minutes time or something. Um, he was just playing with a little mascot there. So we called to the grandparents and we're like, quick, can you get the VCR set up? Like, record this. Um, he's going to be on in a few minutes. Never got recorded. Never got recorded. I don't know if there's any way of watching old footage. But yeah, apparently. Yeah, there is. There is. There is? Okay. Um, I think I, if I remember correctly, I was watching it. Perhaps I got it on my phone so I could see it like live so I could see it because I remember I'm sure I remember seeing it, but it might just been because I was physically there and I remember seeing. But 
yeah, so he was on ESPN or ESPN2 or whatever channel it was on. But So, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that's coming up again soon. That might be something that we'll uh, – we have a segment called This Week in Baseball as well. So that might be something that would come up at that at that juncture. Yeah. Hey, we're doing pretty well with no segments at all. We're like a half an hour, and we we haven't even talked about anything at all in terms of the regular show. Um, do you have a good cop moment for me? Let's try and get it back on track a little bit. Um, I think I already mentioned it. My good cop moment, though, is um, is actually surprisingly, it's uh, I no, I'll think of a different moment because this is one of my favorite performances of baseball. It's Josh Beckett's game one performance of the 2007 World Series game one versus the Colorado Rockies. Getting five straight strikeouts, tying the record uh, set by somebody in like the 40s. I couldn't tell you offhand. Sounds about right. I remember because I was back in England at that time. So mm. I, was, um, I was trying to watch some of those games. Like I remember the first World Series I watched when I was in England was um, 2002, I want to say. Might have been t- yeah, 2002. Uh, Angels and Giants. And I was England. Mm. So I was like, shoot, I can stay up to, I can start watching baseball at midnight, two o'clock, and it finishes at 5 a.m. It's like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but yeah, Colorado was, that uh, was a difficult one to watch. I, I know I got the, I don't think I actually did watch it. Um, I, I was married at the time, and I think I was probably working as well. So it wasn't as convenient. So, so uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I think I rented it. I think I bought the DVD. Like, you know, they do the packages afterwards. Like, you can buy every single game. It's like $40 or something. So I, I think I did that. So I don't think I watched it live. I used to rent that from the library all mm. the time, my dude. Because I wouldn't want to pay the $50 at, sure. at uh, CVS. I yep. could get it for free at the library. But it was, like, through, like, the library system. It wasn't at my actual library. It was, like, through the uh, old colony-wide li- uh, library system. So, like, it would come in, like, a week, and I'd be like, are you kidding me? I get this thing for two weeks, and I could just watch on a computer, because, like, yeah. this is, like, when computers started having disk drives. Uh, yeah. How funny it is that computers no longer have disk drives. <laughs> um, how times have changed. But um, I was just like, I can watch game three of the ALCS, because the 2004 was the ALCS and uh, the and the World Series, because the World Series is only four games. And the yeah. ALCS was uh, so I I watched um because I didn't watch Game Three live. I watched Games Four and Five live, but I didn't watch Game Three live because my mom said, and I quote, "I didn't want you to see your heroes get crushed nineteen to eight <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that at the time tied the record for most home runs in a single playoff game because it was just like unreal. It was just like not Kurt Suzuki. It, oh, he's another Japanese player I can't think of. But it's like Jared, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, who uh, that season was supposed to go to the Red Sox and didn't, um, and signed with blood money to the Yankees. Another part of the curse, like the ending of the curse. Like, mm-hmm. we were supposed to have no more Garcia Parra. We, did, we traded away like a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think... Like, I can't think of, like, an English... Uh, it's like Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid. Uh, y- did I say that right? Yeah. Real- Ronaldo- Manchester United? Yeah. No, no. It's like... It's like... Uh, wait. He went, he went to-, to Juventus, if that's the link you're looking for. He went from Manchester United to Real Madrid to Juventus. And now he's back at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's whatever the first one was. It's like when he left the first time. 
Like okay. his his hometown, like his his team, like that was his team. Like like Jason Veritek wasn't the captain yet. Like mm-hmm. that 2004 season was incredible because the Red Sox were were supposed to win the World Series the year previous, and they yeah. didn't because of Pedro Martinez. Mm-hmm. Not because of Pe- Pedro, because of Grady Little. All right, because even of, the Brit knows that Pedro, the general rule, even Jackson knows this rule. Once pitchers get to about a count of a hundred, they're not as effective. They he was in the eighties. They so give up more. He was. He, he pitched over a hundred pitches in that game. I think the final yes, total. He, yeah. He came out and um, he was ready to take the ball from him, and Pedro's like, "No, nah, I'm good." And Grady should have just said, "No, you're not good. Give me the ball." You had a you have a whole bullpen. That's the whole point in baseball. You have your whole bullpen that you can use. And that was the critical time to use that bullpen. And he chose not to. And um, yeah. yeah and considering heart- that Pedro was probably going to pitch game two of the World Series, too, he really should have been like, oh, we're up by like two or three runs. Yeah. Yeah. That was my worst moment in baseball. I, I felt kind of a cheat of being a Red Sox fan because I didn't become a Red Sox fan until 2000. So I didn't have any of that painful experiences that most people in Massachusetts had where they didn't know anyone who had ever seen a World Series win. Like most grandparents probably uh, still hadn't seen that. So there was so few people who were alive at that point who'd actually seen it. So uh, yeah, I only had to wait four years, but I did have to suffer through uh, Pedro and Grady a little for sure. I, I was at the gym. I remember I was working out and I was watching it and I was like, this is great. <laughs> and they're winning. And I was like, oh shit, what happened? Yeah. Uh, there are four, four home runs, two by Hideki Matsui. That- Matsui, yeah. One by one by uh, Alex Rodriguez, one by Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Um, really upsetting, like really upsetting. And and so yeah, my good cop moment though is from is again from 2007. Even though I really could give it to Dustin Pedroia cracking one off of uh, off of off of Jeff something. Jeff uh, Supon? No. That's the only Jeff I could think of off the top of my head. 2007 World Series. Thank God for Wikipedia. Watch uh, whenever it comes out. Beaumont reads Wikipedia. I do that too. Jeff Francis. Oh, I don't even know who that is. He's he. Well, the Red Sox won that uh, game one of the 2007 World Series. Get this, 13 to one, mm-hmm. biggest blowout in World Series history. Mm-hmm. Led off by Dustin Pedroia cracking one over the Green Monster. I seem to remember um, Johnny Damon for the Red Sox doing kind of a similar thing. I'm pretty sure he batted. I think he uh, hit a leadoff home run in one of those. Was it 04? In 04, I know he hit a grand slam in game seven. I think he hit two home runs in one game, which for Johnny Damon was unusual. Because Johnny Damon is a get-on-base steal second. Johnny Damon was like the predecessor to what Jacoby Ellsbury could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Another person, another Red Sox outfielder who transferred to the Yankees. He did, and the Red Sox were right to let him go because they knew that his speed was going to decline, and it did. And the Yankees massively. But he, but he was doing really well in the 2013 series. Not going to lie, in the 2013 season, he was doing re- like he was possible that he was going to win MVP uh, before yeah. up until like the All Star break, and then he completely declined. Well, for my good cop moment, I got something a little bit more current. I have something from uh, something that broke this week. Hey, no, you can pick whatever time frame you want. Um, I was delighted to see this because I thought this was kind of done. I know COVID affected this massively. This was supposed to happen in 2020, and then um, plans got shelved. Uh, World Baseball Classic is back. 
So they've announced the groups. Uh, Pool A is going to be Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Qualifier Team 1. Uh, Pool B is going to be Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and Qualifier Team 2. Uh, Pool C, USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Qualifier Team 3. And Pool D is going to be Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Qualifier Team 4. So I think that looks a little different this time. So first of all, as I mentioned, qualifiers, there is going to be two qualifying groups. Um, There's five people in each group. The top two make it through. So out of the two groups, that's four people in total. And then when we get to those first round matches, everybody plays each other. Top two go through. And then once you've done that from all the groups, that's eight. And then it's just your normal straightforward knockout. Um, as is previously, some of the events are going to be in America, some of them are going to be elsewhere. So the Phoenix group features the USA, not surprisingly. Um, there's also a group in Florida, which will be uh, Puerto Rico. And then I think the other two, one's in Taiwan and the other one is in Japan. Um, I, ironically, I didn't actually watch much of the last World Baseball Classic, but the reason it holds so dear to me is um, I took Mason up to Coney Island and we went and supported Great Britain in uh, qualifying. And uh, they made it to the final. They lost out to Israel. And, um, yeah, Israel's qualified this time along. But, um, yeah, it's um, I've, it was an interesting event to go to. It was great to support Great Britain in America in a sport that they're not traditionally associated with necessarily being good at. And um, I have fond memories for the tournament. I would love to be able to go and support them again in this next round of qualifying. Unfortunately, it's not in the U.S. this time. It's going to be in uh, Germany. Um, I think it's more of a European group, so I'm not going to be able to see that. Um, I might be able to go and see some of the other games, though, possibly. Um, the March, I think the pool games are in March. Uh, quarterfinals are mid-March. And then the finals are on uh, and March 21st. I might be able to take a couple of days off school. Uh, work work around a four-day weekend, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, I might be able to go down and see some. I, I would love to be able to go down to Florida and see some uh, World Baseball Classic. Um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. I think USA actually won the last one in 2017, I want to say. Um, and then, yeah, the other one was cancelled. So, yeah, some uh, the World Cup of Baseball, I think, is the closest thing I can compare it to. So, um, yeah, that was uh, one I'm excited for. Did you watch any of the last time, Micah? No. Yeah, I I don't have cable, which always makes it kind of difficult to watch. But being there, I I don't watch TV. I have cable, but like, you know, I don't watch it. (laughs) That's fair enough. It's really difficult to watch Dynamite. I have to use it like through the TNT, through like Xfinity. It's really weird. Uh huh. I watch Dynamite legally. That's not what I'm trying to say. Just (laughs) I don't watch watch highlights the next day. Yeah, we know. You can basically, why don't you watch Rampage? It's an hour. I just don't understand that. I don't know what channel. Is it on TNT? TBS? TNT. I don't have TNT. I still watch it. I still, at 8 o'clock, well, if I'm watching Dynamite that day, we'll still turn on TNT. I won't even, and then I'll just be like, what is this god-awful, like, C-tier movie? Like, why is, like, the fight, uh, what is it? It's, like, fight day with uh, Ice Cube and Charlie Day. Like, why am I watching this? I'm, but if I watch it on highlights, I get all the commercials edited out. Like, there's 18 minutes of commercials within that one hour. Like, I'm not AEW, the only thing I can say about the World Baseball Classic is that it is the only tournament that makes AEW tournaments look normal. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of admin. It's just like this. It's like it's like the the road to get to Moxley versus Tanahashi. You got to go through all these friggin' little hoops. 
Like what? What happened? I, I think this is actually much easier than the the soccer World Cup though, because for soccer you have to qualify for that first of all, and then there's playoffs that qualify, and then you have to have all the draw. So it sounds like on this, sixteen teams were just picked straight away. I know it's been expanded. I think it was sixteen. That's going to be starting time. soon. Like that's and. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's 20 this time. So I think it's just whoever made it last time, you're in. And then uh, four extra, yeah, we're going to take four extra qualifiers. I, I you know, think. That's it. You know what's great about wrestling and soccer? There's no scandals ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised uh, Michelle Platini um, actually uh, got off on all those charges. Um, I was expecting them to find something and they were like, nope, everything's good. Oh, the, who's the guy that. Oh. And Berlusconi, I think, was the was it Berlusconi? There's a, there's a FIFA guy who got like he like was like sh- he like they had to hide him with sheets. Oh gosh! Because like he was so like that's when he got arrested. They hit him. Oh, with it's uh, Set Blatter. That that was yes. Not Berlusconi. He was with Italian football. Yeah, Set Blatter. That's him. That's him. All okay. right, what you got for a speed check for us? I'm not setting ninety seconds on the clock. I can't be bothered. Oh, Matt's Matt's still pissed, even though this is a different show. Why do you think? Why do you think I do it? <laughs> um, didn't you, me, and Ryan have a speed check that went on for ninety minutes? <laughs> Probably. That was a great. I know podcast. we had one in one introduction segment. Uh, bit podcast. Um, so this is not. So this is wrestling based. Uh, because I'm not going to be able to say it beforehand. Um, I know me talking about wrestling. I actually don't do that as often as I as that joke insinuated that I did. Um, I'm going to the AW show in Worcester, Massachusetts, at the DCI Center, and within that same week uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, is the Ring of Honor show. Uh-huh. Uh, so I might be going to two wrestling shows, but you know, it would be nice if I had money. But you know, whatever. Like we we live and we do, we live and we learn. The ROH tickets I think are on sale tomorrow. Tomorrow, this within within the next seven days, they're on sale. Uh-huh. This um, guy is going to. Uh, he's going to be at the one, and he's going to be at the AEW one. Um, I can't remember if he said he's going to the Ring of Honor one or but not. But my true good cut moment is one that uh, could not have been planned better. Uh, I was playing, uh, as you know, Devoid. We do Magic the Gathering now. Um, I was doing. I was playing Magic the Gathering in person yesterday. No, no, no. This is. I'm not going to actually talk about it. I was just doing it. We went to a bar that is near the card shop that we played at. And so we were sitting in a bar drinking uh, $2 beers because Tuesday, $2 beers. Uh, It's like midnight. They have the the little karaoke song, the the little karaoke thing that like is in like, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings and and whatever. Um, I don't put this on. I want to stress this. I did not do this. The next song, the first, the song that's on is like you know, like Wonderwall or like something. I wasn't really paying attention. Okay. The song that then starts playing is uh, Fozzie's Judas, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I know this song. This is Kucherko's band. This is Fozzie. This is Judas. <laughs> and the guy at the bar turns to my table and says, yes. <laughs> and like we had a full blown conversation. And then when I left the bar, we had a conversation outside. I was just like, yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna go see. The show in Worcester, he's like, they're coming to Worcester? And I'm like, yeah, the 27th. He's like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. And like, within the same week is the ROA show. He's like, ah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And then his girlfriend was just like, he's uh, 
excreting in his pants, but she did. She said a better word. And he said, I, we can't go to the ROH show to see Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta live for the ROH pure title. I'm excreting in my pants now, too. <laughs> so I had a wrestling thing after a magic thing, which couldn't have been better. If there was just like if someone rolled up and was just like, hey, can you name this Beethoven symphony? My all three of my Ben diagrams would have been pleasured at the same time. <laughs> that could have been your open agenda easily. As well. <laughs> but that's a good cop moment. OK, that's fine. That's, you can have it. I like the irony of last, every time now you're on Good Cop, Bad Cop wrestling podcast. You do things that are not wrestling related. And now you're on a baseball one. You choose to do something that's wrestling. But it happened um, yesterday. It literally happened last night. It technically uh, happened today. Hey, that's it's all good. It's all good. Um, for my short good cop moment, I want to talk again about the game, uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones game against the Winston Salem Dash that's going to happen on August sixth. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to attend this game, but I want to talk to you about the the promotions. This is why I love minor league baseball. The promotions they have. So um, there's four. Uh, it's Seinfeld Tribute Night, uh, calling all close talkers, low talkers, puffy shirt wearers and anti-dentites. Our annual tribute to the show about nothing returns for 2022. So bring your eight ball jackets and yada, yada, yada. You'll have a good time. Now, first of all, if it was just that, I would have wanted to go to this anyway, just to see what the things they're going to do. Um, this one, I don't know if you can explain this one to me. This doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, the to a Toby Huss appearance. Toby Huss, who played the role of, of The Wiz will be in attendance to take photos and sign autographs for fans. I have no idea who Toby Huss is. Can you enlighten me at all? I could have looked, looked it up, but I chose not to. All right, well, you might be Googling it. All right, I'm going to continue. The third promotion is Saturday Night Fireworks. What's better than Seinfeld Night? Seinfeld Night with post-game fireworks. Okay, now most of these things so far, pretty generic. We know that um, yeah, yeah. Um, league teams have things like this. They have fireworks, they have guest appearances, they have promotions. Star Wars Night. Yeah, there you go. So you, none of this is... The reason this is my good cop moment is the fourth one. Everyone runs the bases. The kids don't get to have all the fun because on Friday and Saturday nights, everyone gets to run the bases after the game. That sounds absolutely awesome. I am going to make sure that I get to a game on either a Friday or a Saturday. Because the last couple of games I've been to, Jackson's got to run the bases at the Durham Bulls, and he loved it. Mason couldn't do it because it was 12 and under. It's like, oh, unlucky. Um, this weekend at the Orioles, it was 14 and under, so he got to do it. Um, but I always watch from the side. I'm like, oh, my God, I would totally run the bases after a baseball game. That's all for adults. I've never seen anyone else that does that. So Brooklyn Cyclones, sounds like every Friday and Saturday, everybody gets on the bases you're my good cop moment for the week but you have to go to a brooklyn cyclones game you have to go to brooklyn you do i'm actually going to brooklyn uh, in about a week's time but oh, unfortunately they're out of town to do what they're out of town uh, visit touristy stuff go see the city uh, we'll be going to coney island which is where brooklyn cyclones play as well you, know, you should drive down uh with your family and see a red sox game uh, it's a little far for that. It's uh, yeah, we're not going quite that far. Uh, we're just going. It's just going to be New York for like three, three and a half days, something like that. Jackson's been wanting to go for a long time. The other reason I really want to go is uh, Matt still owes me for he lost a bet, uh, so I get three free uh, Coney Island hot dogs and uh, Nathan's. So um, that's that's kind of a, a kind of a main reason for wanting to go. But Jackson's been asking to go for a while. He hasn't been to New York before. New Speaking York. of which, did you see the? The sleeper hold Joey Chestnut put on that uh, yeah. that protester. 
still won the competition. <laughs> the great he not not won like Brock Lesnar squashing Kofi Kingston won like wasn't even close. Huh? Um, like I yeah, actually wild. Yeah, yeah. The greatest athlete of all time. This is my. This is. This is my yes. He has won more Nathan's hot dog competitions than Rafael Nadal has won French Opens. Wow, it's the he is the he has won more single events than any other athlete in history. Now I asked this question, Graham. This is like almost. This is like a second take question. This isn't a first take question. Okay. This is like when you get to see like a personality. This okay. is we're far beyond a for a second date. Uh, in in a in a friendship. Ready for this? Who would win? Who would win? This biathlon. So two events happening. Okay. So the first event is eating a hot dog. The second one is a 200 meter sprint. Usain Bolt or Joey Chestnut? Oh, it's not even close. It's Usain Bolt. It's Joey Chestnut. What are you talking about? You it's have to eat six, the hot dog. It's one hot dog. One hot dog. It's just one hot dog, and you have to do it. And Joey Chestnut does it the most efficiently. He's done 76 in 10 minutes. That's 7.6 in a minute. How fast is that? Do 7.6 divided by 6. All right, let me ask you this then. Okay, as you think it's Joey Chestnut. We know that Usain Bolt can run a 200 meters in about 19 seconds. How long do you think that Joey Chestnut will take to run 200 meters? 45 seconds. Okay, so you don't think that um, Usain Bolt can eat a hot dog in 26 seconds? I Oh, oh, no, I don't. Really? Usain Bolt doesn't eat bread. Um, I seem to remember, and I, this this is totally off the top of my head. It could be totally wrong. I seem to remember that Usain Bolt is a McDonald's person. Okay, even though he was yeah. like the top athlete. Okay, I think he likes his fast so food. Usain, so he's not so, somebody who's super like, no, I'm not eating this. I'm eating my proteins and blah blah so blah. So Usain I, I think, Bolt in 2008, 2012, yes, oh, would be Joey Usain Bolt. Cute current Usain Bolt. Okay, Usain he can Bolt. still do he can still do the two hundred meters in twenty two seconds. I, I'm sure easily. I, I would say he would, he could do it in under thirty easy. Oh, he could in in his yeah easily. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think you're really insulting him at that. I think twenty. I think that you're undervaluing how fast Joey Chestnut can down a, a hot dog. No, I understand bun. that Joey Chestnut eating a hot dog is like one second. Like I understand that he's going to dip it in water and go. No, 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 no. You don't get water. You don't get. You don't get water. You're not at a table. You're standing up straight, and you're in the go position, and you have to eat the hot dog. You have to eat the hot dog, and then go. You don't get water. You balls went in easily. If you had said 100 meters, it might have been a little bit more exciting. Right, we can go 200, you saying balls went in. We can go to back up moments now. Okay. Good! Bad! Man, you managed to stay silent for five seconds. I've it, never been it, proud of you. It, it's it's only funny with Matt because it actually pisses him off. <laughs> As with most things, that's why we've been going over two hundred episodes. There's uh, certain things that <laughs> enjoyment that shouldn't. But I was yeah. trying to find a new thing, and I was just like, man, I'm like, like Cody Rhodes. Like now he's in WWE. Now Matt likes him. Like CM yeah. Punk. Now he lost. Uh, like, yeah. he calls him CM Punk now as well. It's not yeah, Phil anymore. It, yeah, it's it's just yeah. There's there's less and less like st- like the Sting winning the like he still has weird takes, bad takes. I I mean bad takes. He has worse takes than Derek. And 
my bad cop moment is not Graham picking uh, Hussein Bolt over Joey Chestnut. And in, in my fantasy, it, it is baseball rated, but I'm taking it completely down a notch. It's okay. the shooting that happened at the Little League game this week. Oh, I did not see that either. Wow, I'm, it was I'm a just... mom that was live streaming her game because it was a state championship in the in a southern United and a southern state in the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, she was live streaming it because not everybody can make it, uh, but she wants to support, like you know, pa- uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and there was a shooting that happened at the game. And uh, the mom went on Sienna and she said, yeah, and there's like rules that you can't interfere with the game. So we couldn't even like go to the dugout and like see if our children were doing all right because like the team could get disqualified. All the teams pulled out of the event. All the teams pulled out of the the state championship tournament uh, because they were just like, we don't want to have to deal with this. Um, The mom said that the mom that went on Sienna and said that her her son is doing uh, is doing like good about it as good as you can do. Uh, but she says, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I know that we were joking before, but like, this is like something that like, it's a problem in the United States that like, it's a South Park bit that the school shootings going on and they're still teaching. Like, it shouldn't be a thing that kids are unfazed by. Like, I guess it's like bad that we're unfazed by it, but now the kids are starting to be unfazed by it, it seems. Um, and the whole thing with the release, the leak of the Uvalde police officers stuff i'm not sure if you've seen the video that's i saw that like, saw him playing his phone instead of doing anything yep yeah i li- like quite literally like i couldn't watch anderson cooper talk about it i got really i got like angry like i don't get angry graham mm-hmm. that's the thing i got angry i was just like these are six-year-olds who have colored pencils and fear like you need to not you need to do your job. Like, you have a gun. Like, what is this six-year-old going to do? Like, seriously, what is this baby going to do? Like, and it's just going back, like, these kids have metal bats. That's it. Like, they yeah. don't have anything to protect themselves. Like, a, like they, like, catcher's uniforms really only are supposed to stop baseballs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really sad. And, like, what is the umpire going to do? You know? Like, it's scary. It's scary in a baseball game when there's a lightning strike. I can't imagine anything more serious than a lightning strike at a baseball game. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I, I'm tired of saying thoughts and prayers. It should. It should just stop happening. Stuff like this should not be, should not happen more regularly than me talking to my friends. And it's really sad and upsetting that it does. I talked about it last week as one of my bad cop moments that four people were injured at the Oakland A's game. It was a shooting outside of the stadium. Uh, I think it said people were firing their guns in celebration of July 4th, and uh, four stray bullets actually hit people inside the stadium. So, um, yeah. Um, it, it happened in North Carolina, Graham. Oh, it did? It happened in North Carolina, yeah. Now, the part, now I don't know how much of the story you know, but my kind of question is right now, is this kind of like, a, was this a random shooting? Was this like a terrorist? They haven't. At the time that I saw the video, they hadn't found, they had not identified a shooter. It happened in Wilson, North Carolina. I'm not sure if you know where that is. I don't know. I've not heard of that. Okay. Well, I know that that's just close to, you know, it's a neighboring state of, of yeah. Virginia. So, uh-huh. uh, I live in North Carolina and I just yeah. bought there like a couple weeks ago. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not, you know, you never think it's going to happen to you until it happens to you. It happened to, you know, children. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't care that it's it's near Black Creek, 
Rocky Mount, Goldsboro, Greenville. Oh, okay. It's on the uh, east side of the county. Yeah, I don't know that. I yeah. don't it's towards the Outer Banks area. I don't know that area as well. It's kind of close to like rivers and lakes. Not really, but like it's close to rivers and lakes and like deltas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, stuff like that shouldn't be happening at a, a Especially game. Yeah. Yeah, it's I it real like super upsetting. Um, sorry to bring down the lights so much. I know that your thing is going to be like the 2004, the 2003 Red Sox, but like, uh, I saw this today and I was just like, it's great that I'm going to baseball podcast. The stuff needs to stop happening as often as it does. Like, I know you can't prevent everything from happening, but the rate of what's happening, like, say what you will about like lockdown for mental health, shootings weren't happening because everyone was staying inside. Uh huh. You can say, though, that things can change. Um, there was a big school shooting in Britain in 1989. They banned guns, and you don't really hear about shootings in England. Australia had a similar incident, and they were just like, no, we're done. No more firearms, and that's it. It ended. Same with New Zealand. They literally said yeah. that, that one that happened at the church, yeah. and it's gone. Like, yeah. forever. Yeah. The, the Constitution has been changed 26 yeah. times. You can change it again. You can change it for the 27th time. Think about how many lives could, are altered by one single person dying. Imagine it being like, thank God that nobody was hurt at this Little League thing. But that is a rarity in these situations. Yeah, it's not a mass yeah. shooting, but it's still a, it's still something that happened. You know, it's still firing. You're not going to tell me that's not going to affect the um, the mental health of those kids as well. The mental like, of those kids, those parents, those parents are just like, oh, I don't know if I ever want to not go. Like, I'll drive 10 hours to the next one because I don't want to know that this couldn't happen again. Or, like, I don't know if I want my kid to do baseball again. Like, it, it completely, like, determines, like, and you have kids and, like, these are around their age because, like, like you yeah. have kids. Like, Mason's got to be around this age of, like, when you play summer ball. Uh-huh. So. And Jackson might be of age, like where he it's starting, but I'm not sure. He he would understand that concept that it wouldn't be a good thing to have shots fired at a sporting event. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like I'm saying that he could participate. Like, oh, you know, sure. absolutely. Yeah, no, ridiculously scary. Um, I know, not it wasn't baseball, but I know at a, a football game in this area, probably about a month ago, there were shots fired and somebody was arrested for it. But I'm like, what the hell? Who's taking a yeah. gun to a, a damn kid's sporting event? Like, what the hell? Absolutely. Like, and, that, that and goes way sure. beyond any Second Amendment rights. It's, uh, yeah, it's... Yep. It's, uh, no, it definitely qualifies as a bad cop moment. Now, for my main bad cop moment, I'm going to go historical to begin with. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, something that's kind of famous. Um, this is before even I was born, Micah. This tells you how far back this is going. Uh, but this is something classic baseball, but it's going to link into something else. Uh, Ten cent beer night. I thought it was amusing that you were mentioning two dollar beer night a second ago, and I was like, all right, let me work backwards. That's probably like ten cent beer night. Uh, Tuesday, June fourth, nineteen seventy four, Texas Rangers at Cleveland. The idea behind the promotion was to attract more fans to the game. Um, I didn't know this part by offering cups of low alcohol beer i did not know that part i thought it was just regular beer anyway uh for just 10 cents each with a limit of six beers per purchase but with no limit on the number of purchases made during the game of course you could go to one um cust- you could go to one concession stand buy six and then you could always go to a different one they're not gonna know and you can buy six more and that's pretty much what happened now there is some lead up to this game as well six days earlier the indians and rangers have been involved in a bench clearing brawl that had been widely publicized and the game therefore drew a 
rowdy crowd. As the evening wore on, on-field incidents and alcohol increased the audience's agitation. Firecrackers, streakers, and marijuana further enlivened the event, says Wikipedia. Uh, most sober fans already departed earlier, leaving an increasingly drunk and unruly rabble behind. Continued degradation of the game culminated in a riot in the ninth inning involving a mass pitch invasion. Players were forced to use bats to protect themselves while retreating off the field, and Chief Umpire Nesta Chilak declared the game to be forfeited in Texas's favor. Now, I'm not just doing an historical bad cop moment here. Um, Brooklyn Cyclones, you get to feature in both sections. Um, that August 6th game is also 10 cent beer night. Now, actually, while I'm thinking about it, 10 cent beer night followed by everybody can run the bases. That could get kind of interesting, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, there's definitely precedent for this. I understand you wanting to do a promotion. I don't think you should do 10 cent BNI. I don't think that that's a, a good idea. The other one I saw that they did, which I also don't think is a good idea, is they offer tickets and an unlimited bar for $50. Uh, I think it said an hour before the game and an hour and a half into the game. Once again, same thing. I don't think you should be doing. People are going to want, oh, I spent $50 on this. I want to get my money's worth. People are just going to get drink too much. Um, yeah. I, uh, family entertainment, I don't think that's a good idea at a minor league stadium where you're trying to promote an event where kids run the bases as well afterwards. Um, it just doesn't seem like a good, uh, a good collaboration of two things uh, together. So, oh yeah, here it is. Baseball, all you can drink. Yeah, two-hour open bar package starts 30 minutes before the scheduled first pitch and runs 90 minutes into the game. Uh, you can enjoy beer, wine, soft drinks, mixed drinks, and hard seltzers. Um, if you're paying $50 for a ticket, I don't think you're drinking a soft drink. That wouldn't seem like very good value for money. So, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Cyclones, I like the other promotion. I did not like this one. I was like, great, two for the price of one. I got less pre less preparation to do this week. All right, what do you got for your speed check then, Micah? My, I was just going to say that instead of, I'm just going to disregard what you said because now the, at Fenway Park, at least, after the sixth inning, uh, you can't get uh, alcohol anymore. And after the seventh inning, you can't get concessions. Oh, I didn't know that. I know normally they come around during the seventh and it's like, last chance, last chance. I did not know they stopped in the sixth. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. My backup moment, considerably on a lighter note than my uh, my actual backup moment, which is just a backup moment in general. Okay. Um, I think um, the length of the game two uh, of game two of the 2018 World Series that lasted 18 innings and into like the three four o'clock area. Now, uh, baseball starts at like seven o'clock, and like baseball is just like it's the stereotype of like you know, a, like baseball games going long and they've, they've started to like, you know, they've add like clocks, like you like in between pitches, it's like 20 seconds in between innings is like only like two minutes. Like they're trying to speed up the game. Um, 18 innings and like for like really nothing to happen. I didn't even care that we lost that game. I was confident we were going to beat the Dodgers, but like, Oh my God, 18 innings. I stayed up the entire time. <laughs> oh my god like i had roommates like going like piling in piling out like throughout the night and i was just gonna be like, i'm gonna sit right here and i'm gonna watch this game I, like the chasm of stuff that happened during that night that i could have attended that but i chose to watch an 18 inning world series game is really ridiculous 
I seem to remember a few years ago, I saw a Braves Astros game on TV. This is when I had cable. And I think I joined it in the uh, 13th inning. And I think that went on about 18 innings as well. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, well, at least I didn't have to watch the whole thing for this. I've, as well. I've played a baseball video game that went into 16 innings. <laughs> think about how frustrating that is. Sure. Yeah. That's like the actual length of a baseball game. Now, I was actually at Durham Bowls. Um, it was actually a Team USA collegiate uh, event. Um, they got 50 people picked right now. I guess they're trying to narrow it down. So they got two teams of 25, and they're just playing against each other. And they had a 7-7 tie. They were just playing seven innings. And then they introduced um, the the international rules. So apparently in base, international baseball rules, if you're playing in an international tournament, if it's tied after the end of the game, you have runners on first and second, and then you just play the game as normal at that point so the tactics were kind of interesting like immediately they were trying to bunt to get somebody to second and third and i guess you get a sack fly and you get your run in but yeah 18 inning games it's it's a little bit long it's a little bit long i don't think i don't think people need to be watching that long i have uh one more bad comment um graham not agreeing with me about joey chestnut (laughs) beating (laughs) hussein bolt I'm gonna you you know you tweeted me today you added me to check my DMs I'm now going to every day until until either Joey Chestnut or um or Chad tells me that I'm right okay so Joey Chestnut responds or Chad at Chad underscore Minds agrees with me why don't you uh, tag Usain Bolt as well I don't. Because I don't want you saying I don't. If you say Bolt wins, then like my whole argument is. Oh, uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. Sorry, I don't bet Usain Bolt doesn't can't, doesn't agree with me uh-huh. about that. You know what? I think Joey Chestnut doesn't think that he can beat Usain Bolt, but I think Joey Chestnut is under. Do you do you think Joey Chestnut is an athlete? Uh, is no. competitive eating an athlete? I know, like we like, no. No. Is it a skill? It's a skill, yeah. So, like, video gaming isn't a sport. It's a skill. Um, I don't want to get dragged into the video gaming because my co-host, I'm on, if he listens, then I'm going to have to answer to him on the next episode. And this is this hour. is over an hour and a bit in. If he's listening, he deserves to hear it. Do you think video games is a skill, Graham? Because it's not a it's sport. Skillful. You definitely need skills, but is it in itself a skill? <laughs> yes or no? It's a skill, yes. <laughs> now, without oh, a gun, ninety seconds are up. What a shame! <laughs> All right, my... <laughs> uh, my speed check moment is um, the Orioles charity auction. Um, Orioles. I'm not sure who. It, I think it said it's for the Orioles Foundation or something. Now, I saw there were several items listed. Uh, it started off with caps. Uh, it's got some bats. There's a couple of jerseys in there. And uh, games from July 4th. It's got like the Stars and Stripes flag. It's got the Orioles logo on. The player signs it. It's kind of nice. Starting bids, $50. There's actually quite a few right now that haven't been bid on. And I actually looked. The game that Jackson was at on the... Um, uh, July 6th, the starting pitcher was there. First bid up there is $50. I was ready to bid 60 I was like, that'd be a pretty nice object. Like, if you get those proper caps, they're $45 easily. Never mind without being a game-worn, getting signed, etc., etc. 
And when I was going to click my bid, you had to sign up for a whole account and everything. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. That's way too much trouble. I left it. Then I saw at the bottom, shipping, $25. Like, holy crap. I'm not paying $25 to ship a hat. Um, the jerseys were $20 to be shipped as well. I'm like, that's a little bit steep. Now, I think the reason it's my bad cop moment is not because they're not they're doing something great, obviously, doing this for charity. But shouldn't that be an option where you could collect it from Oriole Stadium yourself? Like, if you're an Orioles fan, and you're going to be at the game. You can meet at section <laughs> Ten one. Ten yards. You, you could just hand it in. You could show your ID. You could click. It seems something that could easily be done. Now, the other reason why I don't think... I think they could be making more money from this than they actually are. Minor league games, we used to go to the Potomac Nationals a lot. They would often auction off their jerseys during the game. And then at the end, like in the seventh inning, they'd cut it off, final bids. And then after the game had finished, you got to go on the field. They would take off their jersey, give you the jersey, and then you get a picture with the player surely that must be a better way of trying to raise a bit more money. Like if you could get, if you could get that player to give you the hat, get a quick picture and then that would definitely raise more money. I'm sure. So bad cop moment. I think they could do better, but I I thought the shipping was a little bit excessive as well. You're right. That does sound more petty than my bad cop moment. (laughs) (laughs) It was a last minute change. I had something else, but then I saw that. I mean, I had something else. That's going to be my opening. $5 for a hat, a a game worn hat, which is a nice hat from an Orioles player. I think the only problem is it's going to be obviously it's going to be a a fitted cap as well. That was my thought afterwards. I was like, oh, shoot, if I get it, it's a fitted cap. Like Jackson's not going to be able to wear it. Because it's going to be the wrong size. Like, he would want to wear it straight away. Me, I would want to put it in a box and just leave it on a shelf somewhere. But he's going to, he'd want to wear it. But, hey, I might still put in a bid for at some point. But I think it runs till July 17th. So perhaps by next episode, I might mention that I actually... I felt sorry for the people that had no bids right now. I was like, surely your family should at least put in a bid for this at this point. Just to make you feel a little bit better. But, hey... All right, uh, time for fan cop moments. I, I think for only the second time in five episodes, I managed to put out a tweet. So let's go look to see what people said. Good. Bad. All right, let me have a look on my phone, Mike. Uh, I don't think there's many. I think there's like three, if I remembered. All right, high five, Tom. Uh, good cop moment. Indie baseball is thriving. Yeah, I talked with um, Jackson this week. There was a couple of games that had 5,000 people there. So, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Uh, bad cop baseball leading the all-star votes, even if he missed the first six weeks of the season. Now, I got to admit, I'm not sure who that is. Did Aaron Judge miss the first six weeks of the season? Possibly. I didn't think he did. Well, he can't, no, there's no way. If he's leading home run count, there's no way he missed the first six weeks of the season. So it's not him then. So it must be somebody who was on the NL side. The only person I know, but I thought he missed more than the first six weeks. Oh, is it Acuna Jr.? It must be Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. I thought Tatis, I think I heard, was the leading vote getter. I don't think he's even played a game yet for the Padres this season. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm not hating on Ronald Acuna Jr. I'm going to disagree with you on that high five, Tom. Since he's come back, he's been amazing for the Braves. And the Braves have managed to close that gap on the Mets by a lot. So, uh, Ranters Nation Network. This is RJ at Ringside Rant. Uh, good cop interviewing for new positions at day job and shows doing well. Um, bad cop Vince McMahon scandal. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a wrestling-related one. But yeah, I I saw RJ going for that job. Fingers crossed, buddy. Hope he managed to get that one. Uh, Nish guy had a worst cop moment. This isn't a podcast about Blurns Ball, is that Blums Ball? I can't read what it says on my phone. Um, 
I didn't know what that was. I had to look it up. Uh, it was kind of a, an interesting thing. Um, the Boston Point Dexters, I thought, was an interesting name. And, oh, do I have a last-minute one from Micah? I think there might be a last-minute one from Micah Pellegrini here. Um, oh, no, that's not baseball-related. All right, thank you to everybody who uh, managed to send those. I'll try and do a better job. It's more important you do the one for the wrestling podcast. I'm sure that one will be out pretty soon as well. All right, Micah. Same format then. Open agenda. Do you have anything? Um. So I was telling Graham off air in between uh, recordings because now I'm not in my car. Um. Because the audio quality is probably like considerably better. No one's still listening. Everyone's like an hour and a half of this. There's no way I've listened to that. An hour and a half of Micah and Graham talking. Well, this this sucks. Um. You know, I almost pitched doing a podcast with Graham, but uh, I thought, no, he has a, no, yeah, I really actually did. Oh, but is this your was, own agenda? Imagine. Or is this, this, tan- is this tangential to the. This is tangential. Oh, okay. Could you imagine if my open agenda is pitching and doing a podcast with you? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to waste 10 minutes, huh? Um, I'm going to tell the story. Uh, it's a four game story. Yes, starts in 2013. Every August, the Red Sox do a Jimmy Fund telethon, which raises money for cancer. Um, it's a huge thing. Like, uh, on TV and radio, people go on. Um, on TV, it's usually, like, Red Sox, like, legends. And when I say legends, it's not like Dustin Pedroia. It's, like, people... For, it's, like, you know, Carl... Like, a Carl Yastrzemski. It's, like, the... Uh, I don't know why you're laughing um, this is serious. Cancer. This cancer is no laughing matter, Graham. And Graham's laughing. The video clip that you sent me. I was, oh. I'm about to put, I have seen this before, and it's always hilarious. <laughs> it's always funny. Um, it's a panda in a wrestling ring, and it's not Lucha Underground. Um, Doing a splash is awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the yeah. So my uncle, four years in a row, won on. When I, the first year, 2013, I'm 15 years old. I have the picture on my Facebook. It's a great picture of me, my uncle, Joe Clastiglione, and Dave O'Brien, the voices of WEEI 93.7. Second year, 2014. I go. It's a great time. It's the same thing. I get to meet somebody. The third year, 2015. I'm 17 years old. I've gone twice. My cousins, my uncle's grandchildren, are also in attendance with us. They. They go. My mom says in the middle of the third inning, Micah, can you get Dunkin' Donuts for me? I really need a coffee. I have a little bit of a headache. Sure, mom. It took me over an hour to find where the Dunkin' Donuts were. And I couldn't even. I, and so I came back and my uncle was gone with his grandchildren. They have already gone to the booth. I had missed my opportunity to go to the booth. I still talk about this regularly with my mom. So she says, any bad thing I say, I say, you know what? And I had to get coffee for you and I missed going into the into the radio booth. 2016. I'm about to go into college that year. 
we're getting better seats. We're getting like press box seats. Like we're getting like in the glass. Like this is nice. This is like considerably nicer than like my uncle usually. My uncle had nice tickets. First baseline row G. Like really nice tickets yeah. uh, through his company. That's where we usually sat. No, this is like the press box and glass where like you get your own food. Like you don't have to order food. Like you're already spending like, you know, three grand on tickets. But WDEI comp this tickets. Um, you know, his other grandchild, he has he has he has six grandchildren. Uh, his grand his, his grandchild, uh, my cousin Dax goes. Dax is a huge baseball encyclopedia. He uh, he was six or seven at the time, so maybe he's around Jackson's age. Mm, no, no, he's like closer to like eight at this time. But like so huge, really, Jackson's age then. Okay, really, yeah, he's eight at the time in 2016. Wait, he's not 14 years old. Oh my god, my cousins are so old. Um, this is how my brain works in real time. This is like watching Matt when he does math. No, no, no. I just don't know how. Like, I'm trying to figure out because I have two cousins. I have a cousin named Jackson. His brother, uh, his brother exists, and Dax is in between them, but I'm not sure where. Okay. Um. So you got an inequality set up in your head. It's less yeah. than this number, but it's yeah. this yeah. number. But it, it's not necessarily it's, right in the middle of those yeah. two. Yeah, it's not, yeah. So that's why I'm trying to, it's not actual doing math. It's just like, shit, I haven't seen him in a while. You can bluff, we don't know your cousins. Anyways, 2016. Mm-hmm. We get taken. Joe Cust- Dave O'Brien is now on TV. I missed my last chance to see Dave Casiglio. Dave, Dave, uh, to see Dave O'Brien. Dave O'Brien is now on TV. It's it's somebody else and Joe Castiglione. I see Joe Castiglione. He sees me and Joe Castiglione says, did you get the coffee? <laughs> and I said, Dave, I said, Joe Castiglione, how dare you say that? Because <laughs> the radio booth people like want you to feel inviting and stuff. And yeah. the first year, it was just me and my uncle, and then, like, more people started coming. Um, so Joe Castiglione had met me years previous. Uh, and, you know, Joe Castiglione probably meets, you know, like, 50 people, 50 new people a day that he'll never see again. Yeah. But I guess word got to him that that would be a funny thing to say. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool they did that. That's, um, Graham, I want you to just, with a little more pizzazz and stuff that was uh the ending of my uh that was how that was how i structured my stand-up game one game two game three and game four were all in different parts so like game one like began and dave and game four what is that the is like the last joke uh-huh so that's that's the did you get the coffee mm-hmm. it was nicely it was nicely set up that, that was funny that he did that um, Jackson got invited into the um, this is why I did it because I need to one up and saying I did it three times <laughs> he only did it once he was at the uh, commentary booth and uh, he, he was invited to do it and uh, we got in there how? can you tell the story of how how this opportunity arose for your eight year old son 
if you go back and listen to Good Cop, Bad Cop Baseball episode four, um, my main Good Cop moment takes up probably about 90% of the show. And I talk about it for about 20 minutes, if you really want to know. Um, the short version is um, he was at a play ball event. Someone mentioned him and uh, he got invited to the Orioles. That, that's the short version of the story. And he got to do different. He was in the official scorers booth for a couple of innings. He was uh, behind the scenes at the TV where you could see how they put everything together, the graphics and everything. And the fourth inning was in the uh, was in the commentary. But yeah, no, they made him feel like really welcome as well. Uh, got a couple of pictures with them. It was great to kind of just sit in to see how everything goes. But yeah, no, fun times. It's um you say most people do not get that experience to uh, see that side of baseball. And if you can get into that booth, oh, it's great. Um, I could have happily just stayed there all day. Didn't say a word. Just watch what was going on and thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Great. Cool. Should we do some devil's advocates and wrap this thing up? I've only got one for you. So you oh, that's all right. I only got one as well. I am the devil's advocate. That's funny. I'm the devil's. I, I am in a way because I'm Matt's attorney. I am the devil's advocate. The DADA. Yeah. When Matt was on, he asked me to uh, clip his voice so I could put it at the start of each episode, uh, at the start of each uh, devil's advocate round. So I wouldn't have to because he normally does it for you. But that's not happening. Brothers, <laughs> sisters, brothers are not binary others. <laughs> That's, I was like, I was like, That's not happening. Uh, everyone knows the format for this, and if you don't, you'll pick it up quickly. Uh, we have to defend a hot take, baseball, baseball related, for 20 seconds. Uh, we clearly won't agree with it. Blah, 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 blah. All right, Mike, we've done this enough times. You know the deal for this. Uh, do you want to deliver, or do you want to receive a devil's advocate first? I'll take I'll, I'll, uh, I will receive my devil's advocate. All right. Uh, this was a pretty obvious one that I had to choose. Oops, I just picked the wrong option there. Uh, let's go with that one. I was going to do a timer. It nearly counted upwards mm. rather than, uh, sorry, a stopwatch counted upwards rather than downwards. All right, we can do this one. Um, as the origins of baseball are clearly in English games, Great Britain should get an automatic buy into the World Baseball Classic each and every time it is held. Well, yeah, considering that Great Britain owned most of the countries that participate in that, I feel like they should get that just on the fact that they now no longer own that. Um, your government's going through a rough time. I think the I think the country of Great Britain deserves a buy at this point. I don't even know who's going to be the next PM. Um, it's probably the <laughs> it's probably somebody who's going to be really representative of the people. And I believe after the first ballots, the person that's worth seven hundred and fifty million pounds, which would be over a billion dollars, is currently the most likely person to take over. That was a pretty good way. That was a pretty good way to go around it, huh? England owned the world. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Thank you. I think the stat I heard was, isn't it like every is it every five days somewhere in the world there's a, an Independence Day? It might be even less than that. I think it might be every three days there's an Independence Day, mainly because of Great Britain. Like, ugh. Not a good stat from the British point of view, but hey. I got Sorry. It. It's All okay. Right. You're fully flushed American now. All right. Mine has a little bit of preamble. Okay. Okay. I'll... So... Because because you have English listeners who aren't listening anymore. Let's be real. Fever Pitch is a movie starring Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore about some miraculously the 2004 Red Sox winning. It's a love story. There needs to start being baseball terms are usually sexual innuendo, such as first base, second base, third base, hitting a home run. 
there should be more sexual innuendos using baseball terms, using lesser known baseball terms, such as balk and ground rule double. Oh my god, that was a long one. Um, the, the English audiences will be familiar with the film anyway, because it actually originates from a soccer film that started with um, Colin Farrell, uh, not Colin Farrell, Colin somebody, uh, supporting Arsenal football team. Uh, no, there definitely should be more. And there is somebody that you probably didn't even realise, uh, when we shag flies to a British person, that's absolutely hilarious. Uh, that's a fly ball hit to the outfield, but obviously a different connotation for a Brit. You spent 10 seconds explaining. <laughs> you, I used Matt's like, tactic. Yeah, you used Matt's tactic of repeating. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Fill in the sentence that's five seconds so you can think of that. Yeah, when I heard about people shagging balls to begin with, I was like, well, excuse me? And this is also from somebody who lived in North Carolina, and uh, there's a dance class, there's a dance called The Shag as well, and you could go to shagging classes, and I was like, what the heck? Now, I mean, come on, who hasn't seen Austin Powers at this point as well? This was like early 2000s. I was like, everybody knows Austin Powers. Like, everybody knows exactly. That's why you shagged me. Why you shagged me, exactly. And I was like, oh my God, there's so many different references in there as well. Um, I was deliberating at the time whether I could actually tell you a story, um, and I decided to not because I want to keep this a little bit more PG. But once we go off air, I will repeat the joke from. I cannot remember the person's name, but. Um, do you like that... how I had to bring in Fever Pitch? <laughs> and, I... and it had nothing to do with it? <laughs> It had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with it at all. But it gave me ten seconds to talk about Fever Pitch as well. Um, I'm I'm trying to. Is it? Oh gosh, what's the? I can't think what the guy's name. Who's the quintessential Brit? It's Colin somebody. I can't think what his name Colin is. Colin Farrell, but Benedict Cumberbatch. Did I mix him up with? Is there another Farrell or something? And I was mixing him up with that. But in my head, Fever Pitch British film, nineteen ninety seven. Starring Colin Firth. Firth, Colin Firth. That's right, not Colin. I knew it wasn't Colin Farrell, but I couldn't. Matt Willis has skipped to this section and is yelling at his phone, computer, or gaming device. It's Colin Firth. I'm gonna guess you haven't seen that film, then. Not the 1997. I have seen Angels in the Outfield and the original Pirates version of Angels in the Outfield, which makes less sense. But. Have you seen? Um, I would Major recommend it. I would recommend it's worth watching. Major um, League is in my top twenty-five movies of all time. Speaking of baseball films, okay, uh, I do like the Red Sox one. Obviously, like you said, because of the timing. This is the point for for Matt, who won't know this at point. The Red Sox hadn't won the World Series in eighty plus years at this time, so it just happened they were filming on the very year that they finally broke the curse. So. And like the Red Sox were losing, and like the ending was just going to be like the Red Sox lost, but yeah. love was won. And like, then the Red Sox miraculously came down three games to four, like three games to zero, like down in the ninth inning, like yep. quite literally, like we're going to lose a game with the best closer of all time, Mariano Rivera, on the mound. It all circles back to the 2004 ALCS. And then Dave Roberts steals a base, and um, and then that was that's history. And you know who hits? You know who hits the single that gets him home? Um, I want to say it was Millar, wasn't it? Or was it Bill Muller? Bill Muller. Uh, okay. I I knew it was between those two, and I couldn't remember. And I was like, oh, we're going back. Millar to had been taken out from Minkiewicz. Okay. For sense of purposes. I thought it was all going to not neatly wrap up right Dave, at the end. First of all, what a name that the Red, the Red Sox have two of my favorite baseball names. Dave Minkiewicz 
and Marco Scudero. Oh, Scudero. I've not heard that name in a long, long time. Oh. I, he went to the Blue Jays after the Red Sox, and I think he just flopped after that. You don't need to do a real outro for me because I everyone knows where I did, and I kind of plugged myself at the beginning. Yeah, I die in format. That's it. We're out of here. Boom. Boom.